Welcome to Cookbook, where I, Rosemary Cottle, go through my whole cookbook collection one book at a time. Today's book is Favorite Brand Name Casseroles and One Dish Meals. This book is part of the encyclopedic series of the Favorite Brand Name books. In a previous episode, I went through the appetizers part of the series, and now this week, we are on the casseroles and one dish meal part of the series. So, yeah, I in a previous episode, I went through the appetizers part of the series. Now we're on casseroles and one dish meal. And uh, for this series, I am going in alphabetical order. And now with that out of the way, let's look at the front cover. On the cover of this book, there is a picture of enchiladas in a casserole dish, and these enchiladas are topped with some melted cheese, which appears to be cheddar cheese, and some salsa garnished with what appears to be parsley, maybe cilantro. But since this is like a Mexican dish, I would assume it's probably cilantro. And I can't really look at the back of this book because, sadly, it is tore completely from the copy that I have. So, sorry about that. So, without further ado, I am just going to look inside of this book. <laughs> Pardon me. My dog is barking in the background and stuff. She misses her mommy. Anyway, opening the book, you'll see right there that there's the copyright info. The book in this series was published in 1997 by Publications International LTD in Lincolnwood, Illinois. In the table of contents, we got the chapters named Breakfast Bonanza, Dinner Express, Poultry Plus, Marvelous Meats, Seafaring Suppers, which I assume that chapter pertains to seafood, obviously. Meatless Magic, so there are some vegetarian options in this chapter. And, of course, your Acknowledgements and the Index. And on the next page, it goes straight to the first chapter recipes which is Breakfast Bonanza, which are the breakfast dishes. And before we get on to the recipe highlights, I am telling you right now that I have a script. I'm reading it off my Kindle. <laughs> I was like, you know what? I'll just upload my script to the Kindle, read it from there, bigger screen, What? why not? And so it's there. I also considered doing cookbook episodes on the Kindle cookbooks that I got. All of them are free, of course, on Amazon as of recording this. So if you want to, you can go on Amazon and actually get these free cookbooks that I will probably mention in the future. And there are a lot of interesting ones. We got some slow cooker ones, some vegan recipes, I found one dedicated to cookies. Also found one dedicated to cupcakes. Making popsicles. Like, the list goes on. And, yeah. 
I have uploaded all of these into the Kindle. So I was considering doing like Kindle centric ebook episodes of Cookbook as well. And I'm sure you can get all of these on paperback or hardback as well. But with with ebooks, it's usually cheaper. And I figure they're free cookbooks you can get, probably for a limited time or permanently. I don't know. But hey, why not? So now it is time for the recipe highlights. In these books, from now on, in I should say from now on in the podcast, I decided this. And all the books that I do in the future, except this one, except the previous ones that I have went over, I'll highlight one recipe of each of the chapters that I find interesting, or to help you get an idea of some of the recipes you could find in this book. And, of course, with the recipe highlights, I'll be right back with that. Alright, it has been a couple weeks, but finally, we got an episode. It's time for the recipe highlights, the moment you've been waiting for. Anyway, the first recipe highlight that I found pretty interesting was the spicy crab meat frittata. For this recipe, you'll need one tablespoon of olive oil, one medium green pepper, bell pepper, I should say, green bell pepper, finely chopped, two cloves of garlic minced, six eggs, one can or six and a half ounces of lump white crab meat drained, fourth teaspoon of ground black pepper, fourth teaspoon of salt, fourth teaspoon of hot pepper sauce, and one large ripe plum tomato seeded and finely chopped. And now, it is time for instruction time! That's right, guys. The echo is back. Okay. Step one. Preheat your broiler. And then, heat your oil in a 10-inch broiler-proof non-stick skillet over medium-high heat. Add your bell pepper and garlic and then cook for three minutes or until softened. Step two. While bell pepper and garlic cook, beat your eggs in a medium bowl, add your crab meat, mix to break into large pieces, add your pepper, salt, and pepper sauce, blend well, and then set aside. Step three. Add tomato to the skillet, Cook and stir for one minute. Add egg mixture to skillet. Reduce your heat to medium-low. Cook that for about seven minutes, and the eggs will begin to set around the edges after a few minutes. Step four. Remove your pan from the burner and place under your broiler six inches from the heat. Then broil about two minutes or until top of the frittata is browned. Then remove your pan from the broiler and then set your frittata onto a serving plate and then serve immediately. And this dish makes four servings. Alright, the next recipe highlight is on page 64. 
this is on the dinner chapter, by the way. And I, I don't know, it's just something about this recipe that really interested me. Because growing up very poor and in Kentucky, <laughs> we have went through a lot of spam. <laughs> a lot of spam. So much spam. But I still like it. I still like spam. Pretty good. Pretty good for frying. It's pretty good raw. I'll eat it either way. But for this, I found this pretty interesting. Because I have never in my life have ever encountered this before. The combination itself really makes me question. But I still find it in interesting nonetheless. So this highlight on this chapter is baked spam and tortellini casserole. And you know that you know you know I I'm about that casserole life. And when I saw this, I was like, yeah, I have to do this at some point. I have to. Some way. Somehow, I'll have to. So what you need for this recipe are one 30-ounce jar of spaghetti sauce, one 12-ounce can of Spam luncheon meat cubed, and you can use any brand for this, but People typically call it Spam, which is basically spiced ham for short. See, I didn't know that until I was an adult. <laughs> I don't know. When I when I heard that, I was like, oh, that makes sense. <laughs> One 10-ounce package of refrigerated cheese tortellini. Half cup of chopped onion. And a cup or four ounces of shredded Mozzarella cheese. Here we go. It's time for instruction time. Spam. Spam edition. Heat oven to 375 degrees. In two and a half quart casserole, they mean a casserole dish, combine all ingredients except your cheese. So basically, your spaghetti sauce, your meat, your tortellini, and your onion. But don't put that cheese in there. Don't do it. Then mix gently. Bake covered, stirring halfway through baking. And it says that it would take 50 to 60 minutes until the tortellini would get tender. And during the last five minutes of baking... Uncover, and then top with cheese. And this casserole makes six servings. <laughs> I'm telling you, man. Spam. Spam. People put spam in everything now. I don't blame them. In this economy. <laughs> but even with that, even the spam is going up. <laughs> you can't. Can't you can't stop you can't stop capitalism? Oh God. Okay. On page one hundred eleven, this is in the poultry chapter. It's chicken paprikash. Paprikash. I pronounce it either way. Take your pick. Okay. 
So, I looked up this dish on the internet because I have no idea what it is. Turns out, it is a Hungarian dish, and basically, the star ingredient of this dish is obviously paprika. Hence why it's called chicken paprikash. And what you'll need for this particular recipe are two tablespoons of margarine or butter, one pound of skinless boneless chicken, breasts or thighs cut into one inch pieces, half cup of a chopped onion, a clove of garlic minced, one tablespoon of paprika, half cup of milk, one package of fettuccine alfredo. In this, they recommend Pastoroni brand, but come on, it's 2022. You don't, you, who buys brand names anymore? Not me. <laughs> I can't with brand names. I can't, but that's just me. But if you buy brand names, you do you. <laughs> I personally won't. But if you're not, you can just get another box brand of fettuccine alfredo or make some yourself. If it were me, I would probably make, make it myself, but that's just me. One green bell pepper cut into strips and a half cup of sour half and half or sour cream. All right. Now it is time for... Once again, it's instruction time, my dudes. Okay. So, step one, in a large skillet, melt margarine over to medium heat, add your chicken, onion, and garlic, then cook for one minute, stirring occasionally. Then, add your paprika and continue cooking for two minutes. Step two, add one and a half cups of water, milk, pasta, and the contents of seasoning packet and grain pepper just to a boil. And yeah, bring it just to a boil, reduce heat to medium low. Or like I said, you can follow the directions of any other fettuccine alfredo mix that you got or make your own, homemade, up to you. <laughs> the kitchen is your oyster. Instead of the world is your oyster, the kitchen's your oyster. Put that in your pipe and smoke it. Okay. Step three. <laughs> Boil uncovered, stirring frequently, 9 to 11 minutes, or until the pasta is in desired tenderness and chicken is no longer pink inside. We don't, wanna, we don't want salmonella up in here. So cook your chicken. Cook your chicken. And sauce will thicken upon standing. And then you stir in your half and half before serving. And this makes four servings. The next recipe is on page 202. I'm telling you, this book is long. The next recipe is pizza pasta. Y'all, you heard me. Pizza pasta. And you're like, Rosemary, this does not blow my mind at all. This is 2022. I've seen fusion foods all over the place. Hey, 
don't harsh my mellow, man, okay? I never seen pizza pasta until now. Just, just, just shut up. Anyway, <laughs> what you'll need are one medium green bell pepper chopped, one medium onion chopped, one cup of sliced mushrooms, half teaspoon of Lawry's garlic powder with parsley or garlic salt. Now, Lawry's, man, my aunt swears by this stuff. Like garlic salt? Yeah, my aunt and my cousins, they swear by this stuff. They love it. My aunt is like, if I'm going to use garlic salt, it's always Lawry's. No one else. And fine. I'm fine with that. Because I have to agree, Lawry's is pretty good. I tried it. It's pretty good. Pretty good in spice blend. Pretty good in a lot of dishes. Very versatile, just like garlic salt already is. I don't know. Something about Lawry's, you know? There's something about Mary. I'm kidding. Anyway, but yeah. <laughs> garlic powder with parsley or garlic salt. You can use any garlic salt. And one tablespoon of vegetable oil. One and three-fourths cups water, one can or six ounces of tomato paste, fourth cup of sliced ripe olives, one package or 1.5 ounces of original-style spaghetti sauce, spices, and seasonings. They, they once again recommend the Lawry's, but you can make your own spaghetti sauce or you could buy another brand of spaghetti sauce that you love. I'm sure you probably wouldn't miss it. 10 ounces of mustachioli, cooked and drained. Bear with me, man, because I've never seen this pasta before. I have looked it up. It's basically... It, it's, it's, it's shaped like penne. It's basically penne. So if you don't have that particular pasta... Mozzarella, just just use penne. It's pretty much the same thing. My guess is it's probably like a slightly different size than penne, but it looks just like penne. So yeah, just use penne or mozzarella if you can find it. And it says ten ounces cooked and drained, three ounces of thinly sliced pepperoni, and. Three-fourths cup of shredded mozzarella cheese. Now, once again, it is instruction time. Okay. In a large skillet, saute your bell pepper, onion, mushrooms, and your garlic powder with parsley in vegetable oil until vegetables are tender. Stir in water, tomato paste, olives, and spaghetti sauce, spices, and seasonings. Like I said, you can use your own. And blend well. Blend sauce to a boil. Reduce your heat. Simmer uncovered for 10 minutes. Add your mustachioli and pepperoni and blend well. You could also use penne. Pour in a 12 by 8 inch casserole dish, top with cheese, and then bake at 350 degrees for 15 minutes or until your cheese is melted. And this dish 
yields six servings. Now, it's time to go on page 260. <clears throat> so, the next recipe highlight is the tuna and pasta frittata. Yes, another frittata, we know. It's like, you're highlighting another frittata in the same episode. Yes, I am, because never in my life of 23 years have I ever heard of a tuna and pasta frittata. Maybe that just shows how sheltered I am. Who knows? And what you'll need for this are one tablespoon of olive oil, two cups of cooked spaghetti, four large eggs, two tablespoons of milk, a fourth cup of prepared pesto sauce. You can also buy it in store if you don't feel like making your own, but I highly recommend making your own because uh, it tastes better. I had my mom's friend's homemade pesto sauce. I never looked back. Anyway, one can or six ounces of Starkist solid light chunk white tuna or any kind of tuna that you want in a can, really. They recommend Starkist, but any tuna would work for this. And it says white or chunk light tuna, drained and flaked. And a half cup of shredded mozzarella cheese. Alright, once again, it is instruction time. I'm not going to do the echo this time. Alright. Preheat your broiler. And then, in medium, in medium oven proof skillet. Man, I can't speak. Heat oil over medium high heat. Saute spaghetti. In bowl, combine your eggs, milk, and pesto sauce. Blend well. Add your tuna. Pour your mixture over the hot spaghetti. Cook over medium-low heat, stirring occasionally until eggs are almost completely set. So not completely set, almost completely set. Th that's the key word there. Sprinkle cheese over your cooked eggs and then place under broiler until cheese is bubbly and golden. Serve hot or at room temperature. And this dish yields two to four servings. And now, the last highlight. The last highlight is on page 288. Now, y'all know this well and good already. Y'all know this. Cream cheese. Two words. Cream cheese. One of my favorites. I could swim in a pool of cream cheese if you let me. That's how much I love cream cheese. And cottage cheese. Let's not forget cottage cheese. I see you back there, girl. So when I saw this dish, I was like, I gotta pounce on it. I have to. It's what I am. <laughs> I, I, I wouldn't say that's what I am, but you, you, you get the point. So the last recipe highlight are the microwave black bean and cream cheese enchiladas. And this is 
the vegetarian chapter, by the way. <laughs> oh, favorite brand name. How do you know I like cream cheese and black beans? I, I, I love both beans and cream cheese. So, yes, of course I have the pounce on this. Shut up. <laughs> so what you'll need for this are one cup of frozen corn, two-thirds cup of chopped green bell pepper, half cup of chopped onion, one package or eight ounces of low-fat cream cheese. If it were me, I would use original because <laughs> of course I would. Because screw low-fat cream cheese, like, uh, Like, I don't know, it just tastes disgusting to me. But, but if you're about that low-fat life, that's what it asks for. One cup of guiltless gourmet salsa, that's what they recommended, but you can use any salsa. Mild, medium, or hot, divided. Ten corn tortillas, they recommend six inches. 10 tablespoons of black bean dip, mild or spicy. They recommend guiltless gourmet, but you can make your own bean dip, or you can use any other brand. And one cup of guiltless gourmet nacho dip, mild or spicy. Again, you can make your own, or buy it something else in store. And now, for the last time, it is... Okay, so the microwave directions. You place your corn, pepper, and onion in a two-cup glass measure. I assume they mean a measuring cup. That would make more sense, but they said measure. And then cover with a vented plastic wrap, so you better poke holes in that sucker. Microwave on high, 100% power for three minutes, or until heated through. Stir, let stand, covered until ready to use. Cut your cream cheese into 10 equal portions. Roll each portion into a long tube. So we're going to be making a tube of cream cheese. Like a, like a tube. A very unorthodox method, but hey, just go with it. And then pour half the salsa in a 13 by 9 inch glass baking dish. And to soften your tortillas, stack five tortillas and wrap in a damp paper towel. And then microwave on high for 35 seconds. To assemble your enchiladas, spread one tablespoon of your bean dip in the center of each tortilla. Place one cheese tube on top of dip into the center. Drizzle one heaping tablespoonful of your corn mixture over the cheese. Roll up your tortilla and place seam side down in the dish. Repeat with remaining softened tortillas. Soften remaining five tortillas and assemble as directed. Pour remaining half cup salsa over top. Pour nacho dip over salsa. Then cover with vented plastic wrap and microwave on high for 10 minutes. Then 
let's stand for three minutes before serving. And this dish yields 10 servings. So next episode's book, because like I said before, I'm doing cookbook every two weeks now. So every other Friday. And next time, it's going to be favorite brand name desserts. Thank you all for listening. And please, 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 please email me for any suggestions for future episodes, or if you just want to talk, or you can talk to me on the Facebook page, Cookbook Podcast. And now it is time for the uh, 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 outro. Roll it! Want to show your cooking skills? Want me to look at what cookbooks interest you? Want to chat? Or you just want to be updated on the podcast? Search and follow the podcast on Facebook. It is called Cookbook Podcast. Or you could click the link in the show notes. Or you can email me at cookbookpod at gmail.com. That is C-O-O-K-L-O-O-K P-O-D at gmail.com. You can also follow me on Twitter. I'm Rosemary Cottle, and my username is at cookbookpod on Twitter. You can also listen to this podcast anywhere that you listen to podcasts. New episodes come out Monday and Friday. Monday is Magazine Monday, and Friday are your regular cookbook cookbook episodes. Thank you for listening. Bye!